1: And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our co-host and producer, Elaine Harland. And this is a very, uh, very special broadcast tonight, Elaine. And uh, we're going to depart from the normal format because we're abnormal. I, no. Uh, we're, <laughs> I resemble that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, we just want to uh, take as much time as we can tonight because, uh, you know, we, we talk about some of our favorite people, but truly one of our favorite people here tonight, author, therapist, counselor, and uh, just all-around guy that uh, do you want watching your back when you're in trouble because God has just given him some wonderful nuggets uh, from his word, Dr. Jim Henman. With us tonight, my and, pleasure. Jack, uh, how many years have you been? I mean, I'm thinking you. We we start. We had a recovery phase way season of when. Lighthouse Life way mm-hmm. back when, and mm-hmm. and you were there with with our friend Ashley, yep. and uh, yep. it's it's been many years, and
2: and to uh, watch it grow and, mm, and continue to develop, and
1: amazing what and, God has done with it. And speaking of that, friends, just so you know, those of you uh, listening around the world. Um, last week, uh, an average of 225 people a day
3: wow
1: uh, listened to this broadcast, and uh, we're, we're just humbled by that. And thank you for being part of That's the advancing, cool. vibrant communities and Lighthouse Live uh, family. Um, Jim, you you just handed me a piece of paper here, and I'm looking at that first that first sentence. And uh it, Elaine and I were looking at some scripture earlier today, and and if you would permit me, I Absolutely. I just think it dovetails Hallelujah. because you're it's always the, exciting. The first mm-hmm. question that you have here: Why does God let bad things happen? And you know, in in today's world, as we're looking at the events in Japan and at the economics here, people losing their mm-hmm. livelihoods mm-hmm. and and all of that. I think that uh, God's headed in a direction here. Let's catch his wave and write it. We, uh, we looked earlier today at uh, Romans uh, chapter 5 and uh, verses 1 through 5, and, and I want to read this opening just to kick sure. things off. This is from Eugene Peterson's uh, translation called The Message, and Eugene Peterson just has a, a wonderful way of, uh, and, and I believe that man is filled with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. I mean, you can't do what he did. With scripture, without uh, the guidance of the, of the Holy Spirit, I think, anyway. Let, let me read this to you and then uh, let's see where, where God takes us. Romans 5, uh, 1 through 5 from the message. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with Him, make us fit for Him, we have it all together with God because of our Master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that He has already thrown open His door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide-open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. And there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we've never left feeling uh, shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit, wow.
2: and that includes the adversities. Mm.
1: Isn't that yes. the key? Yes. Yes. You know, so many. I spent some time yesterday with a family and and a fifteen-year-old a who went into the bedroom and discovered her her mom is dead. And, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, just a shock to this fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. and a an eight-year-old and a two-year-old and and uh, not not believers and and. I'm there and and you know the the first question is why did God allow this to
2: happen? Right. Right.
1: You know the and the
2: power of questions has done more harm mm, to our ability to understand God's plan than just about any other single thing I can imagine.
1: So in the context of adversity being part of God's plan, let let's mm-hmm, jump off mm-hmm, there a little mm-hmm. bit, uh Jim and, and develop that a little bit.
2: Well the difference between Adversity being something God himself is inflicting on us versus being outside of time and warning us that in a fallen world, adversity is very much a part of being in a fallen world are two very different things. He does allow a fallen world to be unfolding as a fallen world. Whether it be the tsunami and the earthquakes the the uh, uh, volcanoes uh, uh, erupting uh, you name it it doesn 't mean that God is making that happen, but he does allow choice to unfold without choice, we cannot have relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he values relationships so deeply that he would rather have a fallen world bang us around, if you will, through its fallenness, than say, no, if you choose wrongly, then I'm going to keep that from happening. If I get in the car drunk and I T-bone your car, and and kill your family in that. God didn't make me get drunk and get in that car, but he did allow me to make a wrong choice, a wrong choice not only potentially into my death, but to the death of others. Mm -hmm. He honors choice that much.
1: And and I think, uh, Elaine and and Jim, that we would all agree here that our our greatest moments of intimacy, I think, with with God and learning from God is when we're in the midst of adversity. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. In Don't those valleys, I, mm-hmm. yes. In those valleys,
1: mm-hmm. we we learned I mean, what would it be like if we went tiptoeing through the tulips? Who was only Alice Cooper? Was it? <laughs> yeah. no. no, Tiny oh,
0: no. T- oh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim
1: was. Yeah, Mixed. Mixing my metaphors or something. Okay. <laughs> anyway,
3: yeah, without, uh,
2: without without adversity, without something that stretches us, we never grow. Amen. As you, without without labor pangs, we would stay in our mother's stomach, our uterus actually, but uh, inside our mother mm-hmm. uh, until finally we'd be crushed.
1: And without pain, our mothers wouldn't get rid of us. Exactly, because the labor pains are either either then or you know, eighteen years later. Eighteen
2: years later, And, and so, if when we have adversity, we realize that He has in fact warned us that in this fallen world there will be adversity, and that He wants to be with us in that adversity, to help us through that adversity. And to allow us to have the honor, the honor of putting skin on him at a time of adversity so that he, through us, can help touch both ourselves and those that are with us in that adversity. Jim, let's talk...
1: Because I, I can hear the question coming, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not a prophet. I can just hear the question mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. from around the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's 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 say we're we're in a situation, and someone has just experienced, and this is a very practical question. Experienced, uh, you know, a horrible incident, and just like the the one oh, yesterday, a tsunami,
0: huh? and
1: wow. yeah, well, a tsunami in their life mm-hmm. anyway. And and the question comes up. Well, why did God God allow this? in the heat of that moment mm-hmm. in the in the gut-wrenching pain of that moment i found it's not the time to go into deep theological no. exposés at that point no. what is it in that moment of gut-wrenching pain as a believer what has god just very easily equipped us to do that helps that person in pain
2: to join them deeply to cry with them mm. to to comfort them with the realization that in one way nothing is going to comfort them at this moment. There are no words that are going to magically make things better at this moment. But we care about them as God cares about them in this tragedy.
1: And that develops relationship, doesn't it? And that
2: develops relationship. And
1: out of that relationship, trust... Can develop, which then can lead to the more finer point. That was a lousy grammatical thing. More finer, no, whatever. But it leads to the mm-hmm. the the, yes. the the deeper discussions mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. occur later on. Onto theologically, why God does it. The
0: finer things in life, which mm-hmm. would extend into that faith, because out of a relationship, mm-hmm. a faith can occur. Because that's what God wants. Is is, sure. and, and that's what it's and, and to have and to
2: have that kind too. of relationship, we have to be transparent. and if the first thing that's coming up in us is being upset with God for something that happened, and we feel like we can't express that for fear that it will uh, cause him to reject us, will cause him to punish us for doubting and questioning. Then it really stunts our ability to develop a relationship with him. Jim, where
1: where do a lot of those perceptions come from? That, man, if 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 I act like I'm really ticked off in front of God, I'm I'm going to get it zapped, you know what? Mm-hmm. And and yet I think we understand that he's a loving father and he fully understands when we're really ticked off, you know, but where where does some of that come where we feel, Oh man, I, I can't say that to God.
2: Well, a lot of times our experience of God, our perception of God's nature, his style, his attitude, his reactions come out of our growing up with our parents or the key important people in our lives. And if growing up, um, we would be backhanded for questioning or doubting or having a different idea than, say, a dad or a mom, then it's going to be pretty natural to assume that God would be of a similar type of reaction. And so we color our perception of God often through the early relationships that we have in childhood, Mm. and particularly from the key caregivers and the, the key... Uh, gods in our life. Because as, as a little child, our parents are like gods. Mm-hmm. Adults mm-hmm. are all-knowing, except as three adults, we know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but as a child, we believe that. Sure. And so that often is part of what colors it is. Or we would think, gosh, if I were being questioned, I would be upset. Therefore, since I would be upset if I was questioned, I'm sure God would be upset if he was questioned. Mm -hmm. The assumption being he is like us rather than what scripture says is he invites us to be becoming more like him as his nature draws us from our old nature perspective toward our new nature perspective.
1: And, and that's a lifelong
2: process. It's a lifelong and,
1: process.
0: You said something earlier, Jim, uh, I think you said it, maybe Mike did, something about rejection. And a lot of times growing up, if your uh, parents are, are very loving and they instill um, good um, feelings in their children, if it's a very loving home and, and you're accepted and, and you have those kinds of, of uh, um, qualities in in the home, then that's that's very good. However, the flip side of that, if you're not brought up in a, mm-hmm. a loving home where you feel accepted and and you have a a, a good foundational mm-hmm. uh, home in which to grow up, you may feel uh, rejected, and and how you um, identify yourself may not be quite the same as if you grew up in a home where where you did sure. so. Mm-hmm. Let's get to those points that we were talking about earlier, how you identify yourself and the core of who, who we are and how that plays a part of, of how you identify yourself mm-hmm. later on.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, it brings up an, a particularly important distinction between old nature and new nature. Uh, God's very clear that those two are not the same. He's very clear about that in his word. And yet, I would say, if not majority of Christians, I'm talking about those that really seek Him, love Him, not just a nominal Christian, but 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 someone who is is seeking relationship with Him. Um, when He says, "You are now a new creation," when you when you've called out to Him, ask Him to be our savior to live in us and to to live through us and that's who he sees us to be and yet it's surprising how many christians will describe themselves based on their old nature mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. their new nature
3: right.
2: and will tend to see their core as old nature, like, I'm still this wretched worm saved by grace. Now that can sound okay, you know, uh, and it kind of, in one sense, gives God, uh, gives the illusion of giving God some kind of credit for saving a worm like me, but it misses the point of who we are as a new creation. Once we have accepted him. In Jim, that you, transformation, we are no longer at the core what our old nature identity was. At the core, we are now Christ living in us and through us.
0: Because he has justified you. He yes, has justified yes, us,
2: yes, absolutely. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And friends, we got your Bibles with you, Second Corinthians uh five. 17 is is what we're kind of centering around this. here. There mm-hmm. and this is one of these well-known verses that that we throw around somewhat tritely and and I, I think do Paul some disservice in the way we throw it around. Yeah, some, anytime
2: but, you take Paul lightly, you're doing a disservice. Uh, 2
1: right. Corinthians 5:17. Therefore if anyone is in is in Christ, uh he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And it's not A light switch, Jim, right? It just flips on and off. Uh, We have a new way of viewing things and Mm -hmm. and dealing with things. We have a new capacity to That's great.
2: And the theologic issue is when he enters us, we are transformed at the core. That is instantaneous, I believe. Believing it, and that's the key, Mm -hmm. believing it in action, believing it in my sense of who I am, believing it in terms of how I live my life, how I make sense out of things, that is a lifetime process of becoming in his nature
1: you know i was with some people not too long ago and uh, i think this is one of the tensions that we have uh, with 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 what you're talking about uh, identity mm-hmm. you know who are we at at, at our core mm-hmm. and a lot of times people want us to be what they want us to be you know <laughs> Sure, I, sure. I, I was To live meet, up to their expectations yeah, I was of... meeting the other day and and uh, you know i have a, a life coaching thing mm-hmm. i do on the mm-hmm. side to help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm pay the bills, a you know, so we can thing, minister. Right yes. And, and, uh, so I was sitting in a, in a networking, uh, meeting the other day and, and the, and the person I was talking to says, yeah, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. And you know, uh, you know, so, so much percent of your time has to be dedicated to this. And I said, wait wait, wait!" I said, when I, when, when people see me coming, I don't want them to think, there's Mike trying to sell me something. Yeah, That's not yeah, the identity yeah, that yeah, I that, that that I want and it's very difficult in life with all those pressures from people to really get back to the core of who mm, are mm, we? Mm. And and what is our identity at the core if 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 we have met Christ? You know our identity does not shift; We're not a shape shifter, you know, like in Star Trek.
2: we often try to be on on a certain day, if it's Sunday, then we try to be what we think we should be for Sunday, for church. Other days, we can be compartmentalized like a submarine mm-hmm. into airtight mm-hmm. compartments that have nothing to do with each other. Mm. But you know the interesting thing, God has been so clear, and I I have a hard time remembering addresses, whether it be scripture or psychology, so I'm sure that you guys can tell me the address (laughs) of this. But but the the law, which would be rules, formulas and rules, kill. Mm. Whereas the grace relationship of the cross, what God offers under the covenant of grace, is not a covenant of rules but of relationship that allows us to manifest glory to glory to glory as there's more room in us for him to dwell and work through us for his purposes and our benefit. And when we get caught up in the rules, here's the irony. I really believe that at the very heart of his plan for sanctification, for healthy change, which is where I put most of my focus, which is different than the focus of salvation, it, 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 those are two very different things. And at that level of, of healthy change, we have to have a feeling of grateful humility, the awe that a perfect God The creator of the universe has picked Jim Henman. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm. Out of the billions of people he's picked Jim Henman along with billions of others too. But that doesn't take anything away from having picked Jim Henman to to indwell. You know? That is that's when you really stop and think about the fact that he would personally know me. Know every hair, know every thought, every feeling that there is, and love me perfectly. There's nothing I can do to make him love me.
0: Or to merit that love.
2: Or to merit that love. And
1: he doesn't have the expectation that we will love him back perfectly.
2: Right. He does have a desire that we will love him Because, and it's not an ego thing, if it was you or me, we would want, and I paid the price I had that he paid, Um, I'd want him to love me, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Doggone it, the least they can do is love me. That's not God. It's not an ego thing. He knows that we were built both to be loved and to love. And if we aren't allowing ourselves to love him imperfectly where we're starting, with the capacity we have at the present moment. If we're not allowing that, because we think, well, he doesn't need our love. What do we have? We have nothing to offer God. We're missing half of the equation the equation of allowing him to love us in the midst of our unmerited um, starting point mm-hmm. and to love him in spite of our woeful inadequacy of being able to love.
0: Talk about that starting point for a moment, Jim, and where is that starting point?
2: Uh, you know, and that is often a problem Mm. because the starting point for many of us is way below where we'd like it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, we may wish to be much further along, uh, more mature, um, Quote a better Christian and quotes uh, than we are, but if we try to skip the truth of where we're starting at the moment, then we move forward with a mask. And a mask sears in our old nature; it literally crowds out, and and kind of neutralizes our new nature, because God's plan and his style, his nature has nothing to do with masks. God is absolutely transparent. Jesus, when he was here, when Christ was here in in human form as Jesus, absolute transparency, absolute openness and transparency, not masks.
1: And I think in our our Western theology, we often make God, very
2: performance oriented. We do. And the trouble is that feeds into our old nature. Mm. Um, when, we're, when we're focusing, like in recovery, which is one of the elements of healthy change, is people that are struggling with, um, whether it be addictions or emotional issues like depression or anxiety or relationship difficulties, we often want to be further along than we are. And we feel ashamed that we're not. So we try to hide where we're starting by the mask of where we think God wants us to be. And in the process, we become no man's land.
1: Well, can't we also do that to other people? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the pressure... I'm going to ask you this diagnostic question, and doggone mm-hmm. it, you better pray the sinner's prayer, otherwise I don't get a notch in my gun tonight, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not knocking evangelism explosion, I no, mean, no. these four spiritual laws, wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. tools, mm-hmm. but I think the, the problem for us today is the expectation that we want the other person to perform so that we can manipulate them into accepting Christ to make us feel better about ourselves. That's not what...
2: God, God hasn't mind. It is not it? God's <laughs> style or His 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 desire. Mm.
0: I I love what you what you say in in the, in the bus book, Jim. And we'll talk more about where, where the bus book and and where our our listeners can get that. The present is the only place change can take place mm.
2: because that's where God is. Mm.
0: God is, is always
2: in the present, and for most of us, particularly when we're struggling with whether it be addictions or, or emotional issues, we're either in the time machine in the past or in the time machine in the future. We're not in the present. And so we can't change in the past and we can't change in the future. We can only change in the present.
0: So many of us, and, and particularly in the the recovery uh, mm-hmm. arena, have mm-hmm. gotten so hung up on that, mm-hmm. that item mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. We, we don't realize that. But uh, it's really a big key, isn't
2: it? Well, and what happens, and this is something that, in fact, this was coming last time I was here. Mm -hmm. I was just, God's been working on me on this for a while, and it it happened when I was doing a show with you guys. Hasn't been so long ago, Yeah, it it seems like it has been quite a while. Uh. But that is the fact that, unfortunately, often it's our old nature Mm. that is doing our recovery, not our new nature. Our old nature looks at the formula, looks at the rules, looks at our performance, and sort of puts the mask on of accomplishing that.
0: I love what you've been noticing. Have you got something for
2: us? It's just so sad because although old nature can get healthier, it's still old nature. Old nature is not having Christ in the Mm -hmm. center
3: Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. us.
2: So yes, we do. Our, our behavior may get better, but it's a it's a it's a heavy burden. It, it tends to feel like a huge weight, even though Jesus was very clear: my load is light. I, I'm 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 gentle. I, I I'm here to bring comfort, you know, to take the load off of you, not put the load onto you. You know,
1: we can get so legalistic. That 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 we can choke God out of the uh, out of the process. I I was just I'm going to go back to the Mm -hmm. message here. Mm -hmm. And and we were talking about freedom a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. ago Mm -hmm. uh, in in Galatians. And again, this is Eugene Peterson's translation in in Galatians three, around verse twenty three. Until the time when we were mature enough to respond freely in faith to the living God, we were carefully surrounded and protected by the Mosaic Law. The law was like those Greek tutors, with which you are familiar, who escort children to school and protect them from danger or distraction, making sure the children will really get to the place they set out for. But now you have arrived at your destination by faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start it also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe Christ's life the fulfillment of God's original promise mm-hmm. so there's and and you just made that point Jim the old nature without Christ the new nature with Christ and mm-hmm. certainly acknowledging the past but it doesn't define us it's not our identity that's and we don't use that old nature that's
2: the key right. because who I am in fact
3: yes please
2: let me let me read this. Uh, if in fact, Mike, you read so much better than I do, if you could read that that first, the, the uh, "Who I Am at My Core" in uh, that little handout.
1: This one. Oh, wrong handout. Let, here, let me. Put <laughs> one this up, one too many handouts. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, "Who I Am at My Core" is a deeply loved child of God, becoming His ambassador as I practice living consciously and purposefully in the present moment with my lantern of grace shining inside and out, allowing him through me to maximize my healthy power for good.
2: And we often don't realize that in choosing to let him live in us and through us, it gives us the most possibility of of healthy good it, it's it's it, we don't tend to think of of power because our old nature is powerless without christ we are nothing without him but as a new creation he is at our center and therefore it allows us to have a kind of healthy power not a, not an earthly Power like power over others, Mm-mm. but a, a godly, healthy power of being open to letting God live through us and to touch lives through us, and that's part of the purposefulness of who i am
1: your Your second paragraph
2: mm-hmm.
1: says, mm-hmm. "I am not my successes or failures. Let me read that one again. Mm-hmm because <laughs> there's two things there <laughs> i am not my successes or failures who i am is becoming in him how i feel and how well i am doing at any given time is just that how i feel or do nothing defines my core self except becoming in
2: christ and you know if we could if we could take that deep simple notion and embrace it the rest of his plan would just naturally flow. But we're so busy trying to have our successes defend against our failures, hate ourselves for our failures, that that becomes our identity. And therefore it, it, it predicts what we'll do and how we feel about ourselves. I love
0: what else do you say? If I could just interject Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. as you go on to kind of, um, unpack this a little bit, uh, Jim, you say that being transformed as a new creation is instantaneous when we accept his free gift, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, salvation. And you say experiencing this truth in our daily lives is a lifetime process of becoming in him. Because when we say becoming in him, what is it that we're talking about? Becoming in him. And it's allowing
2: more of him to shine through us, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: not because of performance, but just because of presence. When He is shining through us, truly shining through us, performance is the last thing that we're thinking about. Because performance is self-centered. And at the moment that He's flowing through us, we are Christ-centered. We are just aware that he is using us at this moment for his purposes. How awkward that may look, how clumsy that may feel, how good or not so good performance it may be rated by others becomes irrelevant to allowing us the intimacy of letting him be alive through us.
1: Let's connect that back to what we were talking about at the very beginning. Immediately connect that back to when gut-wrenching stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Often what the enemy is is planning in our minds is he's not there. Right. He abandoned mm-hmm. you. Yeah. you. What kind of God would, would let this happen? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, even, even more importantly, during those gut-wrenching times, mm-hmm. He is alive and well and present mm-hmm. in us, mm-hmm. willing to work through us, but I think your phrase is, God is a gentleman.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and we must allow him to work.
2: Mm-hmm. We, we second guess if I was God, I would do it this mm. way. Therefore, if God's not doing it this way, it must mean dot, 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 that he doesn't care, that he's not there. And yet, uh, like in the in the Fool for God, the, the free video on the website, yes, uh, yes. six chapters uh-huh. that, that are just packed full of little nuggets.
3: Awesome.
2: The first chapter is dealing with the death of, of, of a family friend who was way too young to die. He's in his 20s. Um, a good kid, Zebby Walters, good kid, loving family, loving parents, godly parents. Not perfect parents, but but, Godly. but goodly, goodly, yes. good 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 people. And when we heard about Zebby's death and we came to to be with the family, one thing was really clear to me: there are no words. Mm. Now this was a good friend that we've known since Zebby was two years old. and He's in his twenties. He, uh, the younger son, Zebby's younger brother, uh, Bear was our older son's best friend and and Mm -hmm. diaper mate um, from an early age all the way through school. Um, There was nothing, there's no words to make it okay. And we just cried together. Mm -hmm. and, And because we could cry together and because God was working through us We hadn't fallen for the trap of why did God do this? Why did he make this happen? Why did he let this happen? Those questions take us away from God's loving desire to comfort us during these losses.
1: I think the other trap there, mm-hmm. to use your term, Jim, is is we want to fix the person. Right. I don't know about you know gr- growing up mm-hmm. as as a male. I hated to see women cry. Mm-hmm. Couldn't mm-hmm. stand it if my mom cried. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really stand it if my sister didn't mm-hmm. like women to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, wanted mm-hmm. to fix it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And men don't.
1: In general, cry. You know, yeah, real men don't. No. don't, don't real men don't, don't cry, cry, and
2: and women we want to fix it so they don't.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And but but that 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 uh, sense of, that that point of being unfixed is an acknowledgment, and letting that process go is an acknowledgment of allowing God to work in that moment of unfixedness. Yes. Is that a word? Well, it should it, be. It is now. Uh, <laughs> it is now, yeah.
2: <laughs> and in that brokenness of the moment, because we could cry together, because we could be really sad and vulnerable together, we also could laugh at moments of thinking about special moments when Zebby would do this or yes, do that. Yes. Uh, if you try to block sadness, you block all feelings. You can't just pick a feeling, block it mm. and have all the other feelings flow. Fine. Mm. It doesn't work that way. And, it was wonderful to watch the intimacy of of people that would be sobbing one moment and laughing the next because that was real the spirit was flowing through i was hearing i have a sense of often when 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 god's speaking through people i just get a sense of it he has a certain style a certain kind of a handprint mm. and i was sensing him working through different people in the families as as we were sharing and and it allowed a comfort that would not have been possible had we fallen for the trap of, you know, why, 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 you know, we cannot comprehend God. And if we could, he wouldn't be God. He's so far beyond us. We can't comprehend. And when we use our understanding, to evaluate how good a job God's doing and whether he's doing it right or not. It's like a, it's like an ant trying to tell, um, you know, an elephant, um, what to do. I mean, I, I, that, just fell flat on its face. No, no. <laughs> but if you hit my drift, right? You know,
0: he gave us those emotions. In fact, yes. he tells us to weep with those who are weeping yes. and rejoice with those who rejoice. And he- how different
2: that is than if we tried to keep them from weeping by fixing them right. by by making right. them feel. Fi- that moment is exactly what they need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely, the weeping is a part of healing. Mm-hmm. We have, in our society, we're so afraid of messy feelings that we will go to any length to keep tidy. Now, Satan loves tidy. He loves tidy. God loves us to have the freedom to be messy in the sense of the emotions that come at a time of loss, like this example you had earlier today of, you know, this teenage girl that that comes in and, and finds her mother dead.
1: Yeah, God's okay with us being raw.
2: Oh, He He, he, he created us, us. It that way. And right? In fact, mm-hmm. if you look at some of the examples of Jesus, look at these little snapshots. Mm-hmm. There are many times where He is tearful and 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 and, and, and raw with people that are tearful. Mm. Instead of, you know, telling them, oh, buck up, you know, you should have more faith.
0: No, he truly showed emotion. He showed the emotions.
2: He joined us. And when we can embrace others as is, in our own awkwardness, in their awkwardness, it makes it possible for him to be alive in that moment, in that tragic moment, for him to be there we're putting skin on him. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're allowing him through us to comfort us and others, not fix us, comfort us. Mm. Big difference.
1: And I, and I think that that act of just acknowledging that it's okay for you to be how you are right now, mm-hmm. you know, is, is so important. I've uh, seen you know, on so many calls where a loved one has died, especially mm-hmm. a child or, you know, or... or similar type, uh, similar type circumstance, people want to keep the person from losing it. And it's uh, so, like, hey, you know, that's part of the healing process. Mm-hmm. That That's mm-hmm. part of the way that, mm-hmm. that God has uh, wired us, but not always the way we we respond in our Western church. You know, here, yeah. take two scriptures and call me in the morning and, yeah. and you should mm-hmm. be feeling better. Sometimes
0: mm-hmm. ourselves, we want to hold back on the grieving process. I know yourself, Jim, you've mm-hmm. told us, no, let it go. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. it happen. Mm-hmm. don't try to you know restrain it, but you know let it take its It's course. And, and, and
2: if you think of the water analogy and, and God uses water analogies a lot, mm-hmm. if you have like a beaver dam that blocks a stream, mm. it becomes stagnant and over time can even become kind of putrefied.
0: Toxic and toxic. And nasty, absolutely yeah,
2: toxic. But if you break open that dam, At first, there's a surge of water because it's been dammed up. Our fear is that that surge is going to be the way it is for the next 537 years, and I can't stand this surge for that long. But in truth, once the dam has been broken open and the the flow gets past that initial surge... It finds its own level of flow. Mm-hmm. But the water that's flowing is is cleaning itself, is healing itself, if you will, mm-hmm. is, is purifying itself through its flowing. When we dam it up, because somehow I'm supposed to say, praise the Lord, somebody that I love has been taken before I was ready for them to be gone. But I've got I've to somehow pretend that I'm good with it, that you don't miss them. I don't miss them, but right. it was, that it was God's, God's will that this happened. And, and therefore it must be a lesson he's trying to teach me. I mean, these kinds of things can, does he want us to learn lessons? Absolutely. Does he want us to learn out of everything we do? Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that he makes those bad things happen so that we can have a lesson. In a fallen world, bad things happen. Mm. He wants us to have lessons from those bad things because he loves us perfectly.
1: You know, this uh, this process of, of living by faith mm-hmm. and not by sight mm-hmm. is a... It it is a very difficult thing to get your head around, mm-hmm. and uh, I you know I think you're at ABC, Elaine. You know we we've gone through peaks and valleys here in in, in ministry mm-hmm. and, and challenges that just seem unsurmountable. And we're talking about uh, today, Elaine. That, you know mm-hmm. sometimes we want to say. Hey, can we get this chapter over with? Right. You know, we, yes. you know yes. can we move on to chapter six? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. now, but there, there, there is that emptying of yourself mm-hmm. and just being raw before God that I, I think is, is the point where he does some of his most amazing work with us, where, where we just let it all go, we, we, we empty out our guts mm-hmm. and, and we mm-hmm. spill it all out in front of him, we empty mm-hmm. ourselves before him, mm-hmm. and, and then he takes all that mess mm-hmm. and, and does something pretty amazing
2: with it. And when you think about, as you were just saying, as we empty ourselves, there's more room for him to stretch out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we're constipating ourselves, we're blocking ourselves, mm-hmm. keeping Good. our feelings down. Yes. Yeah. It crowds him out instead.
1: Well, I would imagine some folks are saying, wow. It makes it, I
0: hope they're not eating dinner, but it makes it <laughs> harder for everything to come out, the truth and, mm-hmm. and for all of the good mm-hmm. stuff to flow freely. You right. didn't know we were going to give a... a <laughs> <laughs> A little lesson here, digestion. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting pretty earthy here, aren't we? Thinking <laughs> no, some no, of see. you listening may be going, where,
1: where can I get a little bit more of this? You know? And Let, let's give out some. Let's give out the website. Yes, yes. It's, it's, uh, care for you, right? Mm-hmm. And that care is C-A-I-R, as in changing attitudes in recovery. Yes. CARE, C-A-I-R, for F-O-R-U-Y-O-U dot com.
0: Mm-hmm. And this also mentioned the free audio video and written materials here at this wonderful website www.careforyou.com. and um, we also have a little gift for you tonight, Jim, if you wanted to talk about uh, just a little bit about your mm-hmm. faith and mm-hmm. coming uh, to mm-hmm. the Lord and mm-hmm. what that experience mm-hmm. was for you uh, for just a moment because you had a, a kind of an amazing Uh, Time when you came to the Lord and something was very instrumental for you uh, in that process.
2: Probably different than you would typically think, but at the time, um, I was a therapist, and my secretary was this young gal that uh, was a Christian, and I wasn't a Christian or not a Christian. I mean, I, I, I had, I confused a lot at that time in my life i i still saw jesus as 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 a model to uh, kind of emulate and 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 follow as a man but i didn't put it together with him being the son of god he was just a good man and and so i I'd, I'd followed it in that way but not the whole dimension of who he actually was and we had the secretary would bring in music from time to time and 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 loan it to me. And and she had this one group and she said, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is really, I really like this group. Uh, they're Christian, but they're, they're, but they're good. And she was kind of being apologetic. And I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it. It was the second chapter of Acts. Mm -hmm. And, um, in listening to that music as I was studying for my licensing exam uh, for psychology, um, it, it began to do something. The music did something that sort of softened and warmed me. And as that was happening, then she took the next risk, and that was, would you and Sonia like to go to church with my boyfriend and I sometime? And and so, well, yeah, I suppose. And so we we did. And in that first time that we went... I was standing in the back, as far back as I could. I didn't want anyone to see me. Uh, I, I thought it'd ruin my reputation. That's where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sang the song Hallelujah. and it went on and on and on for three hours, or probably eight minutes in, <laughs> in clock time. But it just it just and, and, and the more it was going, the more I just felt something moving in me. Mm. And then I went back and studied for the licensing exam. And and instead of reading psychology, I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and about half of Acts in a way that to this day, and that was over 30 years ago, uh, is just burned into my core. Mm -hmm. And um, then we decided to go back on our own, Sonia and I. And and again, there was some really powerful music that was going on. And there was a call to come forward. And I'm sitting there going, no way in the world. And literally, my feet, not me, I, I can't even take credit for it. My feet started moving out of the chairs to the aisle and going forward. i It was one of the first times in my life that I was so... unself conscious a little surprised but 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 not with a self conscious overlay and I moved up to the front and um, uh, the pastor was talking and, and he's a guy that you know you wouldn't think of as as somebody hey how's how are things and he's kind of a kind of a formal three piece suit uh kind of guy and he he asked if uh, if wanted to be baptized. I thought I don't want to be baptized in your church. Now this is with the spirit having enough grip on me that my feet moved me to the forward up to the front. But even with that, it's like I don't want to be baptized in your church. And and it was so funny. We talked about I talked with the pastor later. He said, You're not, you're baptized into Christ. I said, Okay. And it was like either maybe the next week I was baptized. Because it was Christ that I had the primary relationship not with, not a particular church, not a particular denomination, but with Christ Himself, God Himself, the Holy Spirit itself. From that, everything else follows. And um, music has always been really powerful to me, even though I could never carry a tune. I'd feel sorry for people when we'd be in in church singing, because <laughs> the tears they had were my voice <laughs> more often than not. But uh, it 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 was so funny because then I took the licensing exam, and I'm 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 good at obsessing when it comes to exams. And here I am in San Francisco at at a at a major building filled with psychology to be. People that are taking their licensing exam. And normally I'd be obsessing over the exam. And Sonia had gotten me a little New Testament leather bound uh, pocket type mm-hmm. uh, Bible. And I was over in the corner just sort of calmly mm. comforted with just reading wherever I'd, I'd open up a page. And, and he sort of talked to me. I said, Lord, let's make a deal. Now, during the time that I was supposed to, and I, I'd studied a lot for the exam, but you know, Lord, Instead of studying, I've been studying your word, I, I, you know, Matthew, Mark, you know, all that. I've been studying your word instead of psychology. So let's make a deal. I'll answer the questions I can. You answer the questions I can't. Now that's true. That's been the relationship I've had with him (laughs) all along. That kind of, and I don't mean a lack of reverence, but rather a, a quality of intimacy, if I could make that distinction. So I went into the exam. And questions that I knew, and like I, I'd studied a lot. Uh, that I've always had to study hard with dyslexia and and ADD. They they don't help you be a student. You know, it's always been a struggle as a student. So I'm I'm in there and, and I answer. And I, but anything I didn't know, just no cold. I just put a little mark. And when I got done, I said, Okay, now I've answered what I can. Now I'm going to go back, Lord, and you answer mm. the rest. Mm. And I didn't try to second guess. I would just answer whatever question seemed to come from him. And he comes from a particular place in us. And it, when you begin to recognize it, it gives you more confidence in, in, in recognizing that it's him. And I marked it, marked it, marked it, got got the results. I got the highest exam of anyone in my school. <laughs> now, I I probably would have passed from what I did do. But it was really clear he took the top off the exam. And it's been that way ever since. It's like he is so much better a therapist than I could ever be (laughs) that I let him do the work, I collect the fees, and everyone comes out ahead. And people think I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. That that is how I do
0: it. I believe that it was your uh, feet that followed your heart, Mm -hmm. that uh, aisle. And Jim, our gift to you is that song. Here it is for you, second chapter of Acts, He Loves Me on Lighthouse Life. Second chapter of Acts, mm. just for you, Jim. Amen. He loves me on Lighthouse Live. You know,
2: as a recovering Vulcan, I am so proud of and pleased with the tears I'm feeling right Amen. now. Amen. Yeah,
0: we love you. Well, it's been a, a full hour, and we've been very excited. We're there for already. This. We are oh. there. Hey, We're man. a little bit more than there, but you I know can't what? Believe it. That's okay because. You know that you this our home is your home. And mm. as we say in Spanish, uh, mi casa es tu casa. And uh, we will have you back.
2: You know, there's there's so many of us that are like me out there. I was suicidal in my mm. adolescence. Mm. I, yeah. I so didn't want to be me. It felt so hard that I gave up feelings for Lent and Easter never came, if you will. And mm. when I met him, when I met Christ, through his music, through Jesus, through God, through the Holy Spirit, I was able to accept that he truly loved me, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. And I wanted that not only for me but for the lives I was touching as a therapist at the time Mm -hmm. that I came to him. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have him work through me to touch other lives. And he has, and it's wonderful.
0: What an ambassador you are.
1: Amen, friends. Just a a reminder, that website, careforyou.com, C-A-I-R-F-O-R-Y-O-U.com wonderful complimentary resources there. Dr. Jim Henman, our guest tonight. Thank you, brother. My we pleasure. so much appreciate you. you. Thank you. We love
0: you. And thank you, dear friends, for listening. And uh, we'll join you next time right here on Lighthouse Live. Thank you for listening.